Hey guys, I'm Stephanie. Hey y'all, it's Sana J. And it's Dot. And we are the Power, Power of Three. Three. Welcome to our podcast. So currently, right now, we are in Cincinnati. Natty. And um, um, Cincy. <laughs> Cincy. Our Cincy. See, clearly, I don't know, but okay. Cincinnati, Ohio, guys. Um, so we thought it was very important to do our first podcast here because it's actually the beginning of our story. Not the beginning, beginning, um, but the very beginning, BC before California. So, and um, unfortunately, it has been a weird year for us, and we are out here burying our father, who is from Cincinnati, and I'm from Cincinnati, and uh, my sisters are as well. And um, we had to fly here to be around our grandparents and our family, and. We thought it was the best place to just talk about our story and where we come from and give people a little inside look into our life. So this first episode is called Charmed. Um, If you haven't picked up on it by now, we used to love that show and we've always considered ourselves the power of three. Um, So basically, we've been wanting to tell this story for a while. Am I right? Oh, for sure, because we always have so many questions and people are so interested in like our story and like where we truly come from and like where it all began. So and what better place? Well, it's crazy because you know how they say you have you guys ever heard that saying where they say like from tragedy, like springs inspiration. Yeah, Yeah. like a lot of artists create in their most tragic times. And Mm -hmm. it's crazy because like within 60 days, we lost our auntie Mm -hmm. on a from our adoptive mom's side. Mm -hmm. And we lost our birth, our biological father. And we just thought like, there's no better time to tell our story um, than now. Yeah, I mean, in Cincinnati, it's kind of weird. Our life has came full circle because our dad was a creative. He was an artist. And we made music here with our brother. Like, come on. In Cincinnati. and um, The man builds a studio in grandma's. Um, in our grandpa's in office. Like 10 minutes. Yeah, which um, is crazy. We performed at our father's funeral. Did that. And then... Um, now we're here recording a podcast and just giving a little glimpse into what our life has looked like previously and what we're doing now. So um, I guess it, where do we want to start? Start about how our father, how everything came to be. Yeah. And before I th- I'm going to let Stephanie start um, since she's the oldest or should I say eldest. Um, but. Before we get into that, I want you guys to just know that our podcast is going to be filled with a lot of random topics and a lot of things. But we feel like before we can give you like our raw opinions and thoughts on everything, we want you to know about us and where we come from. So that's why we're starting with the episode Charmed. It's probably going to be about two parts, maybe three, because there's a lot to know. We have to catch you guys up if you're not familiar with our story. Most people who know us are a little familiar with it. But for those of you who are joining um, the Power of Three podcast by not knowing us at all, um, you're in for a interesting tale. And you might be confused at some times. You might laugh at some times. You, <laughs> you might, might cry. cry. <laughs> but um, thank you for taking this journey. So, Stephanie, why don't you start with where we were born? So, I am, my name is Stephanie Denise Johnson, and I was born January 7th, 1990, in a city called, 
Louisville, Kentucky, or Louisville, however you want to pronounce it. It's the same city. Um, and then about 14 months later, my middle sister, me, Sana Johnson. No middle name. Um, I go by Sana J. I was born April 15th, 1991. And fun fact, our parents met, um, what did our grandpa say? A music Conservatory. Music conservatory. Music Our mother was classically trained in piano, could read notes so well. Our father was self-taught, and he basically went in there ask, acting like he needed music lessons and didn't need a freaking lesson, <laughs> not one goddamn lesson. And they met, and Stephanie was born, like she said, January 7th, and then came me April 15th in Louisville, Kentucky as well. And um, they were living there and fell in love and making music and had us too, and then two years later... Um, I came, and I'm the baby out of the three of us, and including my brother. Um, I was born in Cincinnati, Ohio, and named after my father's mother, my grandmother, Dorothy Marie Sanford. Um, and I was definitely not supposed to be here because they were old when they had me, but um, they were just so, so in love, and my dad loved his mother so much, and so he wanted to name her after me and that's kind of how I got here and that became the power of three that is how we got here and as she lightly mentioned we do have an older brother yes I want yeah. we have an elder brother who we love dearly we share a father we with share him. a father um he has his own mother but we share a father named after our father he's named after our father looks like our father, father acts, acts like, acts like our, our father um <laughs> Except for the fact that he is um, extremely present in our life now. A wonderful dad. And a wonderful father to his children. And we want to make that clear. This is a Power 3 podcast, but we do come attached with the fourth. And we love him dearly. But we're we're going to be telling our story from our perspective. And we don't want that to get misconstrued. And you guys will probably see him or hear him on here one day. Yeah. In a future podcast. And we love him. I mean... Um, after Dorothy was born, we moved to Ohio, which is mm-hmm. why me and Stephanie consider ourselves from Ohio. Yeah. Um, because we never saw anything from Louisville, Kentucky, but that the hospital room that we can remember, yeah. except for our hospital rooms. Correct. Um, our grandpa's side is from Lexington, Kentucky. Must not forget that. So we do have some connection to Kentucky, but, um, from our births, we don't really remember much. much. Our earliest members, memories start in, um, Cincinnati, 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 Ohio. And, um, our brother whom we love dearly are, is also a part of our earliest memories and throughout our story you'll hear things about him coming in and out but we've never lost connection with how much we love him and our mother and father from what we well our father for sure including our mother are born and raised in cincinnati ohio cincinnati natives our father always made it very clear to us that we had a brother and our grandparents always made it an effort to have us have some sort of connection to him right um, so anyways, back to the power three. So um, here we are. They move us back to Ohio. I think to live at our grandparents. Yes. Which yeah. we actually got to hear more about as we've been here in Cincinnati. We've learned a lot yeah. this um, these last few days um, during our father's um, 
going away. Yeah, home going, going. going home going. Home yeah. going. We've learned a lot about the early years of the power of three and um the early years of our parents and what so we're told they had an apartment or a house or something mm-hmm. of that sort. So it's gonna become very clear to you guys that we don't have a lot of information on our mother, which is going to be a journey you guys take with us. Um I'm not going to fast forward too too much, but currently we are currently hiring a private investigator to find our mother. We have lost connection with her. Mm-hmm. And this kind of sparked the podcast as well because um, when our father died, we were so estranged from him and we just don't want that same experience with our birth mother. No, we so, we've always it's it's a winding road because you guys will probably we. We visit our grandparents often and always spoke to them, but we just never really spoke to our father because he just never went home. He came to California and never looked back. So that I, that's not to be confused either. We, um, we definitely always knew who our family was, but the older we got and we fell out with our dad, we just lived a life independent of him. Exactly. I think that's the best way to put it. I think so, too. Because, honestly, our dad, we always knew we had family in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Although, growing up, when we were younger, I will be honest with you guys, I literally thought it centered around our grandparents and JB. Yeah. And that's it. I mm-hmm. had no understanding on how big our family like was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Until yeah. we got older and started reconnecting with our grandparents. Um and we went to go see them because our um, adopted mom always wanted us to have a relationship with our parents. It just was a little hard because we were estranged from them. Mm-hmm. But as we got older and started going to actively look at our grandparents and our family, we just learned how big our family really was. I mean, even when we just went home, we always meet someone, someone. who's our, in our bloodline that mm-hmm. we just never even knew existed. Yeah. And it's crazy. It it's, is crazy. It's a great overwhelming feeling because... In California, I can't speak for my sisters, but I've always struggled about who I was and, like, where I came from. And especially now that I'm married, um, my husband is able to tell all these stories about, like, you know, growing up and where he came from. And um, I've always felt so detached because I've always wanted to know, like, um, you know, like how how did I get here? Like, were there pictures of me? Like, and all of that. So when I go home, sometimes it's a little. When I say home, I mean Cincinnati. It's like a little overwhelming because you meet so many people and they have so many stories of you. You don't even know what they're talking about. You don't even remember or can recall those events. Yeah, and I want Stephanie to jump in on this, but um, our feelings, and this is another reason why we're doing the Power Three because you, we've all lived a. I would say, for the most part, our lives together. Um, there yeah. might be spots where we've had, but we have totally different views. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like we all went to the same basketball game and we all saw it three different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Totally but mm-hmm. one thing I think in unison, and this is out to all my adopted kids or former mm-hmm. foster kids, is no matter how loved you are and believe you, believe me, by our adopted mom individually, we were loved. Mm-hmm. No matter how loved you are, you still want to know who you look like. Yeah. Or like yeah. you, you crave that. You yeah. just want to know those things. Those mm-hmm. are just information that nothing can feel except for answers from your biological family. Mm-hmm. So it is very like 
Yeah, like you like jaw dropping sometimes. Yeah, I no, I agree. Um, I feel like that was one of the things that I kind of struggled with as I got older. Um, just having a lot of like questions, like open ended like questions, like mm-hmm. I needed answers to. And um, I feel like us being here um, in Cincinnati, uh, it's kind of um, it's rewarding because mm-hmm. some of those questions that I have, mm-hmm. um, some of them can be answered by like our grandparents or mm-hmm. like aunties or you know uncles of ours. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I totally I totally agree with that statement. Also, mm-hmm. even like growing up in an adopted family, I don't know if it's like that for all black households, but you kind of start looking like your adopted family. Yes, and you believe it. But then this weekend, I went home and when we were in, I mean, you know, when we were in, we we're in Cincinnati and I'm talking to my cousin Trish and my husband whispers to me and he's like, you look just like her. Oh, and it was the first right? time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, it's, and he was that. like, it's the first time my husband had that. met my birth side. And it was the first time moment for him where he could actually physically see me look like someone, Interesting. Um, you know, from my side. So I guess that felt really good because I'd never like we just like, you know, you they tell our family over here, like they tell us like, oh, we look alike. But, you know, that like it's not, it's so, not like, no, you know, like, remember, like even with our adopted side, like one of my adopted aunties and one of my male cousins, people would always tell me I mm-hmm. look like them. Yeah. And I would just like big thank you because, you know, mm-hmm. not a lot of adopted no. people just don't get that. Yeah. You know? But then, like, going home and being like, I really look like Coletta. Yeah. Or, like, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Those things are kind of like... It's not true. All black people do not look alike. No. So. Let's, let's, let's debunk let's, that, that narrative. Rumor, okay. that, no, all black people don't. don't look alike. We definitely don't. But we've been um, blessed to kind of get a glimpse at where we actually get our nose. Yeah. And mm-hmm. where we actually get this talent. Or, mm-hmm. this. or like, why my hair is so damn thick. You yeah, know no, I mean? yeah. Like, real shit. I mean, all the cousins um, we've been seeing, their hair is just mm-hmm. absolutely really. beautiful. Uh-huh. And I'm like, but you know, our adopted mom will always tell us. And the reason why, if you guys are curious, the reason why we keep calling her adopted mom, because we want to respect her privacy. Mm-hmm. So, um,. Later on, we will probably in one of the episodes introduce her and we'll start using her name. But we do want to respect her privacy because just because we're ready to tell our story doesn't mean everybody Mm -hmm. else in our life is ready Mm -hmm. to tell their story. So sometimes we will be protecting people's privacy. Mm -hmm. But um, our adopted mom has this theory that the reason why people's hair grow better back east or down south is because of the the water. water. She always says the water. Yeah. Doesn't she say the hard water versus the Yeah, and I don't I don't know it I don't, don't know, know it to be true, true to be but, true because Sana's, I don't know because I be seeing these cousins of ours and yeah. I'm like their hair does look a little it's different. No thick. Yeah. And it's like long and luscious, so, so maybe I'm just saying. Like I saw a lot of crazy things that my grandmother was doing this weekend and I was like, I do that. Like yeah. like she was like she will like she's she's the late bird. She stays up late. She wants to stay up till three in the morning and play the piano. That's me. Watch TV. She um she loves to snack. She loves to snack like us. She likes long baths. Mm-hmm. Long yeah. and I'm like, yeah. It's just little little things that we just like legit get from even some mannerisms. I was oh, for sure. Like, oh, why is somebody doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Or like yeah. I thought for the longest I got my diction from my birth mom because she was an intelligent 
smart woman. Extremely. But then my grandmother and also with like making us practice diction. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But then my grandmother speaks too, and she's very elegantly. It's super elegant. So I don't know. Like I just learn little things every time. I go home and even just with our cousins and stuff like it's just really weird. And I know that sounds like crazy for people because that's normal for people to look like their family. But it's really weird to be around your family and to actually be like, wow, like we have the same nose, we have the same eyes, we have the same skin complexion. And like that's how crazy our life was and how much of it's a winding road because the things that are normal for people are so unnormal for for us speaking of things not being normal so i kind of want to go back to like how the journey started so like we were living in cincinnati for a short brief period of time yeah from what we understood and then kind of what happened after that because grandma so our mom and our dad formed a band yeah they formed a band and it was called well, I don't know if that was called that until... That's, what, um, that's the part Let's say I'm, their band was entitled at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. And... We've heard, um, like, two stories. We've heard, like, like a few stories. Yeah. Um, they formed a band, and we stayed with our grandparents for a while, from what I'm understanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our... Because our mom and dad were booking regular gigs. Like, their band was doing really, 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 really well. And if you're not familiar with that, like, 90s term or 80s term, gigs just mm-hmm. means... Like uh, performances, performances, yeah, or paid um, sets, yeah, paid performances. So um, they were booking a lot of gigs, and um, next thing you know, my dad just had it in his idea: like, if we're gonna make it, we need to get out of Cincinnati. Like he had this idea in his head, and he was not changing this idea for anyone. And Stephanie, you're a little, um, you're a year older than me, so maybe you'll remember, but. Um, after we, they packed us up and we left Cincinnati. Yes. And there's, of course, a lot of more details inside of us living in Cincinnati as younger kids, but we'll have to unpack that. As we go. As we go. Because we don't really know We don't know a lot. We learned some stuff, um, being here, but not a lot. So, I think we go to Tennessee. We do. This is when it gets a little crazy because, um, even our brother, um, he's here in Cincinnati with us, um, and... He kind of remembers, like, some of the times um, as far as, like, where we were in life. But we go to Tennessee for a short period of time. Um, Grandpa and Grandma explained how the house that we were living there was absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, If you guys remember, we had, like, a living nanny. We did. He was, like, a guy. It was a guy. He was super cool. I don't remember most of these stories. He was so sweet. Um, Stop me if I'm wrong. He ended up later committing suicide. No, he? he ended up. I think something I to do with say, a bridge. A bridge, yeah. yeah, yeah. But he, we had a nanny in Tennessee. They were doing really well really, with their music. Yeah, and we were like, we were living a comfortable life. I felt like now looking back at it, like it was definitely like middle class. Middle mm-hmm. class. Um, I remember like getting chicken pox really bad, and then I remember I Sana shortly. getting shortly after, and I want to say Dorothy got it shortly after. So it was like mm-hmm. bam, bam, bam. Like we had our own room, and Dorothy was in a nursery. Like we were living comfortably. We were living. Very it might have been like a three or four bedroom house. I want to say that after that we lived in Atlanta. I don't remember no, why Dad this told part me this. escapes me because I don't remember. I don't remember that, but Dad said it was a short period of time, like where it was like a year, could have even been less than a year. I don't mm-hmm. remember that part at all. If I remember it, it's not the location itself. Tennessee, I just remember it being absolutely beautiful, like the scenery. Like if I saw the house, I probably would be able to be like, that was the that house. That was the mm-hmm. house, but I don't remember Atlanta. I don't remember Atlanta. Which means, tells me that we weren't there for a long, a long period time. of time. That's what I'm saying. And then after Atlanta, this is crazy, you guys, because like I said, we just keep moving. 
moving. Dad, for somehow, I don't know if music, they kind of took a break or they just weren't doing it as much, but we moved to a place called Santa Fe, New Mexico. Yep. And that I remember vividly because he worked for AAA. Corporate job. A corporate position. And you know what's crazy, Stephanie? My earliest memory of that is we did Take Your Daughter to Work Day. Yeah. And he took us and he dressed us like twins. And I want to say we had on plaid skirts. Yeah. And grandparents said they have a picture and it's the cutest picture and they're trying to find it. So we can kind of like remember that. But that. me and mm-hmm. Sana definitely remember that moment. Um, and Dorothy probably doesn't remember that. No. I do kind of <laughs> remember struggling um, in school, like socially. I do, socially. One thing I remember, and this is like my earliest memory of and racism. I feel like I feel like I, I remember this one too. I was driving my Barbie dream car, which is how I know we weren't struggling. We were doing really we were good. doing really well because I was driving my little Barbie dream car, and this kid called me a nigger and he threw a rock at my ear and it was bleeding. And I remember you saying that. And, and I ran to the house yeah. and I was telling Dad, and I, he was he was trying to explain to me like what it meant and. Um, and then I was like, well, I thought it meant some, I thought it meant that nigger meant that I was black. I didn't mm-hmm. know it meant like, it was just like a racial so term. Yeah. And I was trying to explain to him like, well, maybe I am because I don't see any other black people. And I remember him driving me to a part of Santa Fe to a park where there was black people. And you saw it. And I saw other black people because by this time I didn't remember Tennessee or Ohio oh or God. that. Yeah. I didn't remember any Anything and I remember prior. that and I remember me and you struggling in school because like socially socially we were just not, not fitting in. Yeah. yeah. Socially we were not fitting in. At all. No black people. Yeah. It was and our dad was like, I gotta get them the fuck up out of here. Which mm-hmm. is kind of crazy because even like if you fast forward as teenagers, we always kind of struggle socially to our blackness. Mm. I mean, am, am I the only one that feels that way? Well, I don't feel that way, but I do feel like I, I, I feel like they put us in a lot of melting pot situations, situations. which made us good adapters. When no, it came I, no, to and, I, and maybe let me rephrase that. Not that I felt like we struggled, but I felt like we were never truly black enough in certain situations. Oh well, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, that, oh, yeah. probably I mean like our addiction. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why we had to fight a lot when we moved to the. There's a difference between <laughs> because because I want to address this. In California, people get are told they talk white, but then there's the other group like us who they think we have great diction, diction. and we think we're better than people. Right, right. And right. Um, it's not to be confused, but our parents were educated. Right. Our father right. went off to University of San Francisco. Sac- 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 but I San Francisco. Because, but I think also because our parents were educated, but our father was also with his shit. Shit. We always were like into... We were sometimes... The hood friend, yeah, in certain groups, groups. and then, and then, then another friend, we, we turn it off, and then like at work and stuff, I'm the black white girl. Yeah. yeah, like even now, when we're in California, we're technically from the hood. When we're in Cincinnati, Maddie, we're from a middle class. class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've always had to balance that. Our family know. back then wouldn't understand the life that we had to live here, just like people that we grew up here wouldn't understand our life that we go. That we so have that's in what Ohio. I mean by that, and I felt like I'm more confident with kind of who I am now as far yeah. as that but I felt like for me it was a constant struggle yeah mm-hmm. um, I could see that uh, where it was like oh well you're not black enough like what well, bitch I am black you know what I mean like but people it was like I felt like I kind of almost had to prove my blackness in certain situations more than others no I st- I'm like this is something I struggle with because um being that I'm from the hood but also 
understanding that I have family who, um, you know, our grandfather is a well-respected principal. Yeah. Our nationally. nationally was recognized by a president, a sitting, a Bill Clinton. Yeah. I mean, he was huge. And our grandmother was a nurse partitioner, whatever. Well, she's um, done quite a few things. She's done quite even, a few I things. It's a winding road. Yeah. But, um, you know, some shit do be too hood for me. And yeah. even though I'm from the hood, you know, yeah. there's some shit I just can't get with. Yeah. And you guys will begin to see when we unpack, like, when we lived in the hood with our adopted mom, you'll start mm. to see, like, we was in some shit. We was in some shit. Yeah. Some shit we was, wasn't it was with. too yeah. much. That's the best way to put it. Like, we was in some shit, but some shit we wasn't with. And that's because we understood, it, like, our life was parallel like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, like, had the, both sides of the coin. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? Because you guys are going to hear a lot of stories about us struggling. A lot. Like, a lot. And I know, I remember, um, I don't know which friend I was talking about. I was talking to one of our friends who went to Monarch with us. And Monarch is a school for underprivileged youth. And you'll hear more about that. But, like, later on when we started really struggling with our mom and we were living in shelters Shelters. and stuff. I remember talking to one of my friends and she said, I almost feel bad for you because it's one thing to never have anything. You don't miss it. Mm -hmm. But to have something and then then lose it, it's it's that hole you can't Mm -hmm. like really fulfill fulfill or ever feel like it's getting mended or healed Mm -hmm. or, and I forgot which friend I'm going to respect her privacy, of course, but, um, my homegirl said that to me and I started thinking about it like that's crazy because as dysfunctional as our parents became, we did have a family unit at one point. So I mm-hmm. want to lead on to that. So that's perfect that you said that because then after going back to when we were in Santa Fe, New Mexico, that's when things I feel like for me that I can remember start to kind of like go, go downhill. Down. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Uh, so after Santa Fe, I don't. Maybe you can help me out with this, Sana, because I'm, I always go back to Sana because Dorothy was always, always still a little. Yeah. Um, some I'm getting a part in like the memory bank here. We get on a Greyhound and we take a one trip to California and we don't look back. I think what happened. That is what I'm, you go ahead and clear this up for me, too. Our dad went out ahead of us. He had quit yes. his job at AAA. Correct. He went out ahead of us to California. California. <clears throat> and he was telling his our mom, like, stay where you're at because it's still cool here, you know? Yeah. Just, I'll let you know when it's okay to come. I feel like that's kind of where it was at, too. Our dad gets to California and starts setting stuff up for us. He gets in a fight at a, at a, uh, bar. At a bar. He punches the guy in the temple and it becomes really bad. The guy, like, almost dies. It was a really bad thing. And our dad went to prison. Yeah. Our mom follows him out to California while he's in prison because, of course, she's thinking, like, when he gets out, we'll start back where we left off. Right. And we're living in Escondida. Now, that's where our story begins. In California. California. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I remember, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I remember. Mm -hmm. I don't remember all the details. Of course. And I don't either. I just remember her, like, packing up everything and we're on, like, a Greyhound. And And you know what's crazy? in California. Actually, I... Because I think I learned as an adult, our shelter shit started in Escondido. Yeah. Because what I thought was an apartment growing up was a shelter. Somebody told me that. And I don't know if that's correct. I think we heard that from our adopted family, but I don't know how true that, that is. is. Okay. Yeah, we never really invested. I never, I never, no. 
I just so I don't know if our mom was struggling, struggling at that time. No. But I just remember. I just can't imagine Escondido having apartment shelters. I don't know if that really is it's true. true. That's what I'm saying. I never. I honestly think she had help. Like mm-hmm. it could have been like a section, section eight. eight. Like, like, yeah. But I don't think it was definitely not a shelter. We had our own rooms. That's yeah. true. Like, I'm like, so but I don't even room, but it was like yeah, it was, a, it was an apartment. Like, I mean. like yeah, it wasn't. So I don't think that came in until later, but. That's how our story begins in California. California. And that's when I feel like everything begins to change. So we're living in Escondido. And then our... And Dorothy, you start remembering stuff around yeah. this time, mm-hmm. right? Um, we go to a school. I would never forget it. It's called Rose, Rose Elementary. Elementary. We mm-hmm. live on the street. I forget the name of the street. And you know what? I take that back. Maybe we weren't really in a shelter. Because if I remember around this time, our mom was a single mom. But this was when she was doing good. Like, we were in karate, ballet, yeah. tap dance. I'm like, that was not, honey. That yeah, was just a regular apartment building with low other low income, income families. families yeah yeah okay I just, that's why i never believe i know exactly what you're talking about but that that was not the case <laughs> okay so then we were in tap dance karate ballet yeah. our mom was a single mom but she was doing her shit to make everything normal okay. yeah yeah and also she worked so much so she needed us to be like in right. um stuff like that so um, what I slightly remember after that, and Stephanie, pick up where I left off, or Dorothy, you said you kind of remember around this time, too. Our dad ends up going, they transfer him down to San Diego. I think so. So yes. our mom gets an apartment in Spring Valley, Valley so that when he gets out, we can be together. Can you just back up and uh, rewind how the man just pops up at the front door, like, I'm home, and... I don't even remember. I just remember that. I remember it being like after the holiday season, we had just had all these gifts, and all of a sudden, this man is at the front door mm-hmm. and like he's back. Dad did that quite often. You're gonna yeah. hear about that. He yeah. would just, he always knew how to find us, and when he did, he did. Yeah. And so, at that time, mom wanted to be found. I think they were still like together. Trying to figure out their situation. Trying to figure out their situation. Holding him down. And, you and know. you're going to learn throughout this story that we never could clarify whether or not they were married. We don't know. Yeah. Um, our mom changed her name frequently. Yeah. She had like three last names. And one time she took his last name. And the only reason, what does her name say on your birth certificate? Um, on my birth certificate, it says Sanford. And on my wedding marriage license when they looked it up she was going by sanford and on mine it says i <laughs> westfield johnson mine does not say johnson mine says westfield well i have that maiden name on my birth certificate westfield, westfield yeah i'm like well you know i know johnson oh, okay i don't know where i've seen johnson before johnson's somewhere though but she's going by three different names um i do want to put in there too though before our dad pops back up and he gets out of prison and we move to spring valley our mom was still pursuing music oh she was, she was. just by herself Self. and she was doing extremely really well. well she, she had a manager a, she opened up a padres game she sung the national anthem she sure did mm-hmm. That's Qualcomm. Um, i think we met tony gwynn people who are baseball fans they know, know how big he was gets. in the 90s he's inducted mm-hmm. in the hall of fame mm-hmm. um she was doing pretty damn good. No, she was she was out here hustling. She was killing it. She was killing it. And um, anyways, our dad pops up. Yep. We're, we're we're in Spring Valley. We're settling in. Yep. And um, our mom kind of has a routine. Like our neighbors across the way, and again, I'm gonna respect their privacy. They were doing our hair. They were babysitting us. Um, she always tried to build a tight, close, close community, community of people um, she could trust. 
And I will say this. I'll say one person's name because I'm not really sure where she's at. And I'll just say her first name. But our Auntie Lisa would mm-hmm. come through for us. Mm-hmm. Um, our neighbor directly across the way from us would do our hair. Yeah. Look out for us. Her her teenage daughter would babysit us. Um, then our neighbor, Keisha, upstairs. I'll just say her first name. Um, she also would look out for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's... Yeah, and these people, I, like, honestly, the name doesn't matter. It's more just... Like, I know, but we just that, definitely want to no, make sure I, we're yeah, their privacy. We want to no, respect I, their privacy. What I mean by that is that it's just more important that you understand that these were just people who looked out for mm. our mother our brother, and her yeah. kids. Yeah, only because we don't... We haven't seen these people, people in years. Yeah. I know I don't like my name, name dropped, job. but... Um, yeah. So if we do accidentally drop a name, we are We apologize. Sorry. We won't say it again. <laughs> we're sorry. Um, but those... They looked out for us. Mm-hmm. And I remember they were helping our mom transition into like that single mom period where she was figuring it out. And, and she would, she was hustling. Yeah. Like yeah. she would work on Sundays, she would play at churches. Mm-hmm. So people would pay her to direct their choir. Yeah. Monday through Friday, she was a preschool, t- preschool? I think it was preschool. Preschool teacher. teacher. Um, I know she did some freaking on like, Saturday nights. She music would always lessons. Music lessons. She would give music lessons in the night. On Saturdays, she would try to book gigs. Like our mom was working. Spring Valley, this whole part of our life is when it fell apart. Yeah, I would personally say. for me, and but also I will say that it fell apart. But then that also built our childhood. Like, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Like our childhood. no, because we were latchkey kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. But what I mean by that is like. I had people that I still call friends, friends from, that day. from that day. Yeah, um, we stayed in the same school probably the longest the than longest. any other school. Mm-hmm. It's weird because if you think about it, Spring Valley and San Diego that move kind of broke our family, but it was the most stability that we, we had, had. Yeah, for a while, for a long time, and. The fact that we consider that stability is crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Because Rose, I mean, sorry, Rose Elementary was Escondido, but Spring Valley was La Presa. La Presa. And we stayed in La Presa for, for a long I literally started La Presa second, third, fourth, fifth, fifth graduated, had a little fifth mm-hmm. grade ceremony, went to Six. La Presa Middle School. Mm-hmm. Sixth, seventh, seventh. and then, then we were done. That was After stability. that, there was zero stability. Yeah. Zero. It was definitely moving apartment to apartment all and shelter to shelter so in San Diego. About that, like the band and all that and kind of where it went from Okay, there. so we're living there and like we said our mom had developed this single mom routine. Yeah. She got us to be latchkey kids and if you're not familiar with that term it's kids who kind of raise themselves, but their parents in the home and providing financially and like a roof over their head, but we had to like grow up and like figure stuff out like i had to i think that's really why i started doing hair Mm -hmm. because i had to do hair stephanie would pick out our outfits make sure we were clean dorothy was uh i was young she was young but she was listening and stephanie would cook remember the time you burnt the nachos trying to make nachos you did nacho cheese (laughs) and our neighbor had to put it out because dorothy wouldn't eat so i'm like what is going on so dorothy's always been picky about certain places she doesn't like milk cheese she doesn't like american like she's really picky on dairy it's It's all dairy dairy products and if she does eat cheese, it can't be fake. So Sana called herself trying to So you know make nacho cheese, Dorothy ma- will hardly eat it. It's like rare occasions when she'll eat it. So I tried to make some homemade nachos. This girl put a block of cheese. I put in a block skillet. of cheese in the skillet. 
And in hindsight, what I meant to do was boil milk and put yeah, yeah, but that didn't work. But out. But that didn't work out, and that yeah. was our only near-death experience. Experience as latchkey kids. <laughs> yes. Other than that, we were good. Our parents actually left us with money. They did a lot, a lot. Like, like we just had to figure it out. Like, remember you started going to the uh, store and getting the fajita chicken. That yeah, was no, no. Like we already we started we figuring it, it out. Or we would go to like the taco, taco shop, shop and buy a whole bunch of like Mexican food. And, and that, sh- then it would, that should would last us like. Days. Two days. Three and days. I want to point out the reason why we were even really latchkey kids to begin with is because they were really into their music. I think so much. They were to the very point non-traditional where, with careers. Where it yeah. was like, well, if if you got food in the refrigerator and you guys, you know, got a roof over your head, then that's okay. And to be honest, even though I don't agree with that now. Uh, I feel like the '90s was very popular for that. For yeah, yeah. I've met, I've met, I've met quite a few friends that were in the same situation. And but. I also think, in hindsight, it already like our adoptive mom got an easier end of the stick because of that. We we're mm-hmm. very independent, yeah, and we didn't. We listened. We didn't really need for certain things because we would go and try to go get, do it ourselves. Like and because naturally. she had built a community of mm-hmm. people who were looking out for us, she worried less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So we're in this house, and our mom has developed this routine, and we have this thing going on. And one day, our dad pops up out the door. He's out of prison. No warning. No nothing. He don't say. I don't remember if you guys know, but I don't remember him saying nothing. He just popped up as usual. At this time, Dorothy's old enough to speak, but when I tell you she was a mute, she was a mute. She did not speak to this man, maybe for like months. Yeah. I want to say yeah. months. She would only speak to me and Stephanie because she didn't really know who he was. He went to jail when she was a baby and he didn't get out mm-hmm. until, you know, she was able to talk. Yeah. So she would not talk to him. She thought he was weird. She was like, no. And let me tell you, when he came to the door, Dorothy was not awake. She was asleep. And she woke up to and this he was man laying in the in bed, like I, like so excited to see me because when I was born, he had, you know, he, I think he had probably been around me for two years, mm-hmm. and um, came back a few years later, yeah, maybe. maybe. And he's just in and out. He was so in and out, but he um, he had already knew Stephanie and Sana and our obviously our oldest brother, our only brother, JB, but he didn't really know me as well. So I wasn't in school at that time because I was like barely about to hit pre-K. And so I had to spend a lot of time with a stranger. <laughs> a lot of time. A lot of time. And we used to tell her, do you remember Stephanie? We used to be like, that's our dad. Yeah. Like, and she would be like, no. Yeah, Mm-mm. like she was not feeling it. He was just so like it was just so I was so attached to my mom, even until I was like yeah for eleven yeah. And you know how a lot of siblings ask us why we're so freakishly linked? Yeah, and I'm like we did a lot of bonding early. Yeah, we yeah. had like, no choice. We had no choice. Dorothy yeah. trusted no one but us. Yeah, yeah. So she would like cling to us, and that would make us closer. And me and Stephanie. We're only 14 months apart, so, so we would make so many decisions together. Mm-hmm. And um, Stephanie was really responsible very mm-hmm. early. and which It is was why almost I, sad. It was almost sad, that, which is why I'm really sometimes irresponsible, because Stephanie was very, like, the responsible person in our life. She's more responsible than our parents, I would say. Mm-hmm. I hate to say that, but she was way crazy. more mm-hmm. responsible than our parents. And, um, yeah. 
So then he gets out or whatever. Again. Again. Like, yeah. Yeah, because at that time, that had to be like a two times. Escondido and then Bam, Bam somewhere in Valley. I don't remember. I can't even be specific about this. My, look, I would have to physically look up his rap sheet. And see what the To tell you how many up. times he popped up. Correct. So um, he gets out. And at this time, my dad is like, at this point, and Stephanie and Dorothy, correct me if I'm wrong. He's like, I'm never working again. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was he job. had made a vow. He was not working anymore. Yeah. If he had to hustle um to basically pay for his dream, which is to finance music, that's what he was gonna do. So our dad started hustling and he was like, um Which we where we kinda got our behavior from. Yeah. We're not and it's crazy because our brother's the same way. Like we yes, we work normal nine to fives, but it's grueling for us. It's Exhausted. It's like one of Draining. the reasons. It's like one of the reasons. Like I feel like behind this podcast is why we want to mm-hmm. just do something that we're passionate about. Like mm-hmm. you know, showing other women of color or just women in general growth healing. Uh, yeah, because mm-hmm. if there's some stuff that I knew back then, I would have healed from some of my trauma faster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would love if we could provide that for other, someone for else. Other, other yeah, people who may be struggling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you, your twenties are hard enough without carrying around baggage oh, bullshit. Mm-hmm. like baggage you cannot change or undo mm-hmm. yeah. one thing i loved about my father was he did whatever made him happy. happy now there were some stipulations with that of course he should have made certain sacrifices being that he was a father of four but um if there's anything that i've taken from him after we buried him literally um was that you live your life to the full you only get one life and if music is what you want to do, chase that shit. Mm-hmm. If you want to do sports, whatever. Chase it. Chase it. Because people are always going to be in the corner talking about you no matter what yeah, you do. Yeah, but forget them. If you're doing because, good or bad. Yeah, like, regardless. Because I know people who have careers and who have not. I'm miserable. And they're miserable. I don't know if this is a quote or a meme, but I've heard people like, it's like, um, when you're walking, people be like, why you can't afford a bus pass? Mm-hmm. Then when you get a bus pass, people are like, why you can't afford a car. car? Then when you get a car, people are like, why isn't it not a Ferrari? Exactly. It's like, like people are going to always talk about That's that. You. So one life lesson I've taken exactly. from James Alvin Sanford is to do you. Yeah. Because you have to do what makes you happy. Because I kind of feel like if we backpedal to Santa Fe, New Mexico, he's like, I'm working at this job and mm-hmm. people are being racist as fuck to my kids. I'm not like, happy. I'm not happy. Well, they're still not living the way I want them to live. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they're not instilled the same values I was instilled with because yeah. I'm not there enough to teach these things to yeah. him. Like, he still wasn't happy and he wasn't going to be a good father unless he was happy. Yeah. And music is what did that for him. That right. filled that void. Um, so that's what he did. So, yeah, let me tell you. So my dad gets jiggy with it. So basically he shows up, he turns my mom's whole bedroom into a studio and he's like, we're going to make it this time. Yeah. And that's what I remember. Yeah. And you remember that part the most. I don't remember those. Vividly. And you know what? And now that I think about it, Dorothy wasn't really messing with nobody except for me and Stephanie. Stephanie was more close to her mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was really linked to my dad. Always. And that's why I feel like you remember all this. Yeah. Because he mm-hmm. would tell me stuff. Like, he would be telling me, like, I remember the first day I started La Presa. And our dad was there for that short period of time. Elementary or middle? Elementary. Okay. So I middle. remember. This is my most vivid memory. Like I said, oh, my God. Our dad was so complex. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to hear things and think, like, whoa, he was bad. Mm-hmm. And you're going to hear things and be like. 
He's a genius. He's a plug. He's smart as hell. So people always tell me, like, Sonia, you're so confident. You're so confident. People say that to all of us. All mm-hmm. of us. Because you're so confident. My first lesson in colorism and, like, confidence about well, the way I look is I remember I did not want to go to school because I did not like my hair. Mm-hmm. And I did not like my outfit. And I did not like the way I looked. Mm-hmm. And I remember our dad stood me on the counter, like, of our bathroom. And he stood me up there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no matter what room you're in, you're the prettiest person in that room. Mm-hmm. Especially if you think that. That's mm-hmm. so nice. Yeah. And he always yeah, he would always say that. that. Hey, you, but do you know how important that is no, to no. say to little black Positive girls? Positive affirmations. Like from your father. From your father. To hear that from your father, yeah. like, at such a young age. Like, mm-hmm. I always carried that around with me. No matter what room I walked in, mm-hmm. I determined... How I felt about myself and I feel like in that that's something space. Something you still keep to this day. To yeah. this day, like no matter what I look like, what my hair looks like, how where where my weight fluctuates weight. at, like yeah. I feel that way about myself. And my father gave that gift to me at yeah. such a very young and age. And I feel like our mom was very good at that too, because oh. like Sana was like that with dad and with mom. It was like um, it's crazy because one of the things I love about Beyonce is like her, her positive, like, you know, like things that she says about women Yeah, mm-hmm. and, um, pretty hurts. If y'all remember that song mm-hmm. and that she song. was like, her mom's like says, especially the remake, fix your hair, brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our, Our mom, mom was like, like that. that. Like, yeah, yeah she would be like, get the crud out of your yeah, eyes. Yeah, like, you bar, bar for bar. Yes. Yes. Bar for bar. Like, she was like that. Like Tina Knowles in the freaking making. Like, yeah. Bar for bar. Like, like that. You're beautiful. Yeah. Like, and you have to understand, most people who grow up looking opposite of their parents develop a complex. Our mom was light-skinned with freckles and light, like, sandy brown hair. hair. Looked nothing... With green eyes. Featurely, Stephanie looks exactly like her. Mm-hmm. But the complexion was different. The no hair freckles. was different. Yeah. Like, Everything was different, but we never grew up with a complex because our parents didn't allow us at to. all. I mean, people would. My mom would pick me up from school because at that time, like when kindergarten, you had to get picked up, and she would say people would ask like like at, they would be like, "Are you sure this is your child?" Because we took after our father, skin wise. His genes are dominant because our grandmother's genes oh, are dominant in so many ways, and so we're chocolate like him. We didn't yeah. get our mom's skin color like at know. all. We didn't get her, her, her what they call grease and water hair. Yeah, like we didn't get None any of that. Of that. Or the ugly that. term that people term good hair. We didn't get. That. We didn't get that. No, you know. No, so. but they never made us think that we weren't as pretty. I didn't all. know or it was prettier than. Her. I didn't know light skin, dark skin was. That a wasn't thing. a thing for us until like maybe high school. And even then, that shit didn't phase that me. Shit, that no, shit, even because even when we got our adopted mom, like that shit did not phase me. At no, all. that never became a thing for me. At but all. um, and even when people would do it blatantly, mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel it. Okay. And I think we have to attribute a lot of that to, to our, our parents, parents. because mm-hmm. they um. It definitely started the foundation for. I've never felt like they didn't make, let me know that I was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Never had that issue. And I think throughout listening to this podcast, you're gonna hear a lot of bad choices they made as parents. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna hear a lot of amazing ones they mm-hmm. made too. They were very complex people. Yeah, they're not just a one sided good or bad kind of thing. Right. It, they were very unique in the fact that. They made bad choices as parents. I'm not denying that. We had yeah. years where we struggled and there were things that could have been done better. But there were things that 
money could not have bought me mm-hmm. or a stable roof could not have given me. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that confidence, that inner confidence as a young child mm-hmm. was completely one of them. And I always, and that's, I feel like now that we're adults, like the shit that our friends want. Like not just have, our friends, just people in general. It's like friends, social family, media, social associates. media. Like people want, like you know, the the expensive purses and all the luxury shit. We're not into that because since we struggled so much growing up, we just wanted normalcy, whatever it, that it, looks it, for, like. For me, and not to say that we don't like that's that. What no, I'm it's not. I want to be very clear about yeah. that because, like, I I like nice things. Things exactly. All, but like, let me tell you, if I can't get that like new Louis bag. Because I know, like, I have other priorities. Like, that's not a big deal to me. I'm not going to kill myself. I'm going to yeah. still look fly with that bag that may right. not look like Louis. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's still just as fly as we never be the baddest bitch in exactly. the room. Yeah. Like, that we never we even are. followed trends. Like, no. people will be like, people will be like, oh, well, let's just, for instance, Michael that. Kors isn't in. Well, bitch, my purse is in as long as I say it's in. Isn't. Like, who cares? What Period. Period. Like, we never, we never were that type of people people would like we have our own mind because our father and our mother they oh, had their own mind yeah, they never cared what people said about them and believe me people had a lot to, to say, say to say to say so yeah. we would just and now that we're adults we move on our own accord no one can persuade how, what we want how we want it none of that we're not easily persuaded by social media at all we're not easily persuaded by being hood rich no we don't give a fuck about none of that that's my favorite part about myself. My favorite part about that, and to tag on with to Dorothy, with everything she just said, and we also don't judge others who want no. that stuff. Like, no. if you want that, that's, that's for you. That's, that's, for, that's you. for you. That's for you. But that's not that's something I'm into. For real. We've never followed trends. For real. Like, I remember I had a, I had somebody, and I won't, you know, still, like, tell their identity, but I had someone tell me, um... You and your husband do really well. You still want to roll up in a 2004 Toyota Camry. And I'm like, my car still moves. Hello? Like, you don't pay my bills. And I don't care if I have $30,000 in my account or $2,000 in my account. I'm not going to do something because that's what everyone else is doing. I do what the fuck I want to do. If my car broke down tomorrow, I would get on the bus. You know, I have a perfect story, though. I don't know if you remember this. I was in sixth or seventh grade at La Presa Middle. And I was like, I need some new shoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember my this. shoes are just so busted. I remember I this. Shoes. And I don't remember. I think it was dad, but he was like in and out of our life again. Still mm-hmm. kind of um, because that's kind of already after we moved out of Spring Valley. But I wanted I needed some shoes. We were just kind of struggling and I didn't want people to talk about me. Of course, you care about those things around that age. Yeah. Right? So I get these shoes and I can't remember the I can't not for the life of me remember the brand. But I just remember it being, but like, it's not Nike. It's not Jordan. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm going to be teased. Like, mm-hmm. people are not going to think I'm cool anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And something told me, like, just give it a try. Just wear these shoes. Because at the time, the school was uniform. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, I have to wear these shoes. Or otherwise, I'm going to be in trouble for, like, wearing some shoes. This one we lived in the coast. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember it. So, I wear these shoes. And even though I was embarrassed, like, yeah. inside, mm-hmm. I'm like, Ain't nobody gonna know that. Yeah. I'm gonna be confident as fuck. I'm gonna walk in with these shoes and they're gonna be the coolest thing. 
Man, one of my really, really good friends, like I just mentioned her the other day. I'm not going to mention her name, but we grew up with them mm-hmm. on Grand Avenue. That's all. Yes, 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 yes. She mm-hmm. said, Girl, you got the shoes that Omarion B2K is wearing. I was like, Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I know. So I didn't even know. Because we've always been so behind. So, <laughs> I didn't even know. So at that point, what kind of shoes are they? I, I swear to you, if I can look them up, I probably yeah. remember the name. But at that point, that made me think like, damn, dad and them are right. Yeah. Like, it don't matter Matters. what yeah. it is that you may or may not have. It's how you present yourself so, to the world. I had a friend who was so admired by the way that like, it's a black girl thing, right? A lot of black girls, they wouldn't go to school if their hair wasn't done. Now, some girls feel like if their hair is in a ponytail, it's not done. done. Yeah. I would go, I would do whatever the fuck I want to do. If I didn't have a weave in my hair or braids, that not, really was done, I was going to do me because by the time I got to high school, my sisters worked out their insecurities and have taught me what to not be insecure about. So when I was in high school, I thought I was the baddest. I don't care if people did not agree. I agree. I don't care if people thought I was dusty, even though I thought I looked good. good. Mm -hmm. Because your perception of me does not, it does not own me. Like, I don't care how you feel about me. And I feel like Dorothy, if you agree, she has that the strongest. The strongest. Yeah, like, I'll take it. And like she said, because we worked out a lot of our insecurities. She got to watch, watch that. It. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, even when my friends take pictures of me and they're like, you're not going to approve it before I post it. And I'm like, people going to talk about me anyway. Whether or not I'm skinny, whether or not I'm big, whether or not my hair is done, whether or not I got the most pop in this bag, an opinion is going to be made. And I learned that from my mother and my father because mm-hmm. it's like, once you once you have control over your own mind, no one can have control over it's you. So true. They can't. Their words mean nothing. But that took a while for me to understand. Even in my 20s, I struggled with that. Like, And, yeah, and I know we're at the time period where we were living in Spring Valley and our dad was in and out of jail and he was hustling and they were making music. But I just want to interject. A lot of this also, too, came from um, fast forward when we were living in shelters with mom. We would be, in the beginning, we were living in shelters and no one knew. No. We still dressed. Sly. It's like. We the, would go to the shop, get our hair, hair done, done every like, two weeks. Our mom made sure that that was not a thing for us. Mm-hmm. And I remember our adopted mom for like months did not know we lived in a shelter. shelter. It wasn't until that girl busted us out yeah. saying we lived in a shelter. shelter. I yeah. told everybody on our dance team we lived in a shelter. No one knew. When it was time to pay for uniforms, our mom, mom came with She always had the money. Out. She made sure that she made sure that mm-hmm. shit rocked, and so a lot of that, um, especially because your early twenties are hard. You're keeping up with the Joneses. Your comparison is the thief of all joy. It is. You want to be where other people. Some people are graduating college. Some people already have careers started, and mm-hmm. you're trying to keep up. But that never was a thing for us because of how. All of that, like foundation, and not that was like built by our parents. Yeah. And, um, and my my one of my sisters is thirty. Sana is close to being thirty, and I'm a few years out from being thirty. And um, I think that I think that um, we get it. We got a lot of flack from that because mm-hmm. we we just we were our own best friends. So anybody else into a, that we invited into our life was, like, was an addition. And we always knew, like, well, if it didn't work out, like, we have each other. It is Mm -hmm. what it is. And I think that 
um, like you just mentioned, that girl busted us out that we lived in a shelter. And people would be so mad because we wouldn't care. We literally We were like, care. shit, we didn't do it. We didn't put we us in a shelter. Yeah. Our mom put us in a shelter. Yeah. I remember somebody, when we were going on the bus back to the shelter, you were really upset. And I just looked at you like... Who cares? And you got over it like that. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You sucked that shit up like, oh, yeah. well. Yeah. She's not I mean, about to stop us from coming back. I was like, "Are you having fun dancing?" You was like, "Yeah." I'm like, "So she's not about to stop us from coming yeah. back." And we'll like, br- so- and what? And we're gonna bring up a part of San Diego called Southeast San Diego, and we had a lot of girls from Southeast who busted us out all the time and would talk shit to Which us. Weird because it's like even though we knew their shit wasn't all fly, right? But, and, and, and like people loved like, coming for us. And I'm like, but yo, I, I don't know what do it that was. Because at the end of the day, too, I think one of the things that I love about our birth mother, um, she was a classy ass, and bitch. we handled everything with style and grace. With, period. Always. Since we were kids. Period. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been like that. I remember, I still remember this girl busting us out. Me and Stephanie like, all right, so what time is practice tomorrow? Like, not even responding to her. There was no back and forth, no conversation, no argument, no fade, no nothing. We was like, we literally, all the times I think about us getting in fights, we were either... Embarrassed about it. Literally. Literally. We either only did it because the person, like, we had to we had to squabble because the person swung at us. Mm-hmm. Or because we was, like, rolling with our cousins or something. But we like, would be, I like... I never remember actually giving a bitch the time of day. No. 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 And even still to this day. To this day. I'm like, okay, so that's cool. I, like that way? Oh, well. Keep feeling it. Yeah. Like, it, it, if we came home and told our, our birth mom that we got in a fight, she would be disturbed. She really would. She'd be like, wait, so why did you even do that? Though? Like, why would you go back why to would, that? Yeah, put, yes, that yeah. why, would, why would you hang like, out with was, those people like who put you her. in that situation? I remember my sister Sana got jumped. Yeah. Yeah, because bitches were hating. Bitches be hating. And my mom was about, I think she was so disturbed. She was probably about to move us out the state. That she was so disturbed. But I was like, <laughs> at that time, I had been in a few little, like, altercations. She yeah. was like, did Stephanie see this happen? Yeah, Who saw this happen? When he, I'm calling the police. She loves saying because she's calling the police. The opposite because of our adoptive mom. Yeah. Because one of the things I think for our mother and our father, and this is how I kind of knew they knew they weren't right in the head as far as like being traditional parents yeah they made it very clear that if you don't have anything else you have each other other. not them period not them not not saying oh if you don't have anything else you have your parents no No. they were never part of the equation it was just Mm -mm. they created if you want to think about it they started the seed for power (laughs) from the beginning because they (laughs) always made it clear that we were what we had period right Period. They were living their life for Which them. Which makes sense now. They were living and now thinking about it as an adult. I'm it makes like, perfect sense. They knew they wasn't right. Fast forward, I mean, in Cincinnati from Auntie Vanessa. Oh, crap. Was that? It's okay. That's okay. It's her auntie. Um, I mean, she's, she's really close with her brother. Yeah, what close same situation. Well, and we're hearing that's that. how our brother. We learned that our brother was so linked to our auntie, like that's so probably why he linked. was teaching yeah. us, and that. that's why he was probably instilling that into yeah. us cause because he knew throughout life, if he had nothing else, if he disappointed everyone in his, his life, sister would his love sister him. would love him. And to the end, she was like that. She was like that with her brother yeah. mm-hmm. to the end. Yeah. Okay, so let me jump back into where we are in our timeline. So we're in Spring Valley, and um, we're in Spring Valley, and basically our dad is like in and out of jail, and we are just 
trying to figure out like what our life is really like our grandparents are connected to us in the way that they send us gifts every christmas mm-hmm. they call us on birthdays best christmases ever but- first of all the only reason why i personally feel like i know what ups is is because of our grandparents <laughs> Learned the about brown truck was we, we now found out that our grandparents never knew the severity they never <laughs> knew the severity of our struggles <laughs> they um, were lied to they were lied to they thought we had everything going on mm-hmm. and stephanie is right when the ups truck came that, i swear to you i know of the brown ups truck because of our grandparents what i mean they were selling us box loads of things these were not no like oh you got one present here one it was boxes like collector item watches, watches gold outfits, matching Outfits, matching outfits, toys. Toys. Our grandpa said something so funny. He said our grandma would buy these dresses at Macy's. They would be like $70 a pop, which is a lot of money in the 90s. He was like, they're going to grow out of it. Why do you spend all this she money? Didn't, she didn't care. She's like, I don't care. Like, I don't see them. So yeah, they get everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were blessed in that way. And it was okay for a while. No, our our dad and our mom like formed this group, which I will now name TJ's Dream. Mm-hmm, yeah, and um, TJ's Dream, Tammy being Jean, our birth, birth mother, mother and James, James being our birth and their father. dream. And this was their group, and they were doing like okay for a while, and it got popping. Like our dad got some A&R guys from LA to come up and listen and they were really interested our dad convinced his group to move from Cincinnati his bandmates like lead guitar drummer all that and I'm not gonna say their names but he convinced them to move from Cincinnati because you know they had a possible deal going on and they came and um long story short the deal kind of fell apart because um from my recollection the label wanted our mom to be a singer they didn't want the band and they wanted our dad to produce the album but they didn't want him as an artist and And it kind of fell apart from there and that's when you're gonna see like a lot of toxic shit just start to develop between my mom and my dad physical abuse where all of us like i feel like remember our life oh yeah down down it was a lot of i remember witnessing a fight while my sisters were at school and I was just with my parents and uh, my mom and dad were getting physical and fighting in front of us. And that just kind of happened for like about a year. Back and forth. Back and forth. A lot of physical. You know what's crazy though? I don't really remember the physicality like that. I don't know if that's a mental thing. It could I'm be a mental, mental thing. Yeah. You because know I, I remember feel about violence? Yeah. With, with, no, with I remember one general. time it got bad. And I said this wrong to someone one time and they corrected me. And I said, and then my mom put my dad in jail for that time and they were like no your dad put himself in jail jail. yeah like she they were fighting so bad Mm. and i remember like she called or somebody called i don't even know if she called but i used to word it horribly because we're grown women now so we know that there's absolutely no right excuse for a man for a man to oh he would whip her ass yeah and it wasn't until like years later she was fucking his ass up too yeah so like it, some Ike yeah. and Tina type some shit. Ike and Tina type shit like they was on some she Ike knew she was shit. gonna stay so she just started she just started de- defending his herself ass. and I and I know some of you don't remember this and I tell you all this all the time and you're like I kind of remember it but I remember one time she like whooped his ass like all the way in the bathroom on the toilet I remember that part. yeah oh she like was this in Spring Valley yes yeah, she was not taking his she's sick of it and one of our aunties one of our and like, he was telling her to stop Cause he, she was, cause she, she was, she was whooping his ass. ass. 
and it's not funny, but because she is taller. We than and him. you guys are gonna learn too. We have I'm an inappropriate very, laugh. Uh, we have a very inappropriate <laughs> sense of humor, man. So no, in no way do we think it's as funny. funny but we but just, because we've masked so much of our pain, pain? with laughter. Yeah. yeah, the best way to describe it. Yeah, I used to be like, oh, they up in here fighting again. Let's go outside. Like we yeah. like it just it became just became so our normal. And I remember like. One of our aunties, like, again, I'm not going to say any name, but one of our, like, uh... Adopted aunties? Surrogate, I'm going to say. Surrogate mm-hmm. aunties, because you know how she got the community of girls mm-hmm. who were, like, helping her out. We used to call them our aunties oh, or whatever. Okay, okay. One of our surrogate aunties, and um, you guys knew who I'm talking about, she had kids, too, and she would come and get us. Yeah. And, like, be like, come come spend a, like come kick it over here. Yeah. And now as an adult, I know she was doing, doing that, that to, get us to out prevent of us from seeing things that, that we didn't need to see. What we didn't need to see. And um and their issues has I know for me I can speak for myself. That whole physical part of the abuse has definitely played a big huge part into me dating because I'm just so mean to people sometimes. Dorothy is very and I don't want to let men ever feel like they're taking advantage of me, which is ironic that I'm the one who got married first. It's very ironic. Because Dorothy yeah. has always said she will never be Tammy J. And I'll never get married. Yeah. And like I would always even say, like when I was young, like I didn't want kids, like when I was younger. Because I just I attached all of that marriage, kids and all that with their drama. You're not the only one. I used to think that that shit was hereditary. Like, I literally yeah. had gotten in my head that I yeah. didn't want kids at a certain point because I thought that shit was hereditary. Yeah. I just did not want to Stephanie just that. said that this weekend. Yeah, but for the mental it's illness. Mental illness. I think but, for, for parenting. But parenting, Stephanie has always been the hopeful one. And I, yeah. and I feel that way because I... I feel like naturally with me, like helping taking care of you guys mm-hmm. when I know mom mm-hmm. couldn't do it. You knew parenting was I something knew that, that was something happen. that I can do. Yeah. And I always felt that I would be amazing at it. And I always knew that I wanted to prove to myself that I would not be like mm-hmm. Tammy Johnson. Which we are the weird ones out of all our friends because we do not have kids. Not yet. Not None yet. No. We'll put the Y-E-T on there. Not yet. yet. But yeah, it did save a lot of um let's say birthing mistakes yeah it saved us from a lot of that yeah i think for me one of the it made me very cautious i mean one of the Uh reasons for me personally um i mean you're gonna hear our relationships individually as far as like Mm -hmm. marriage where we're at um uh where we're at me being in a long-term relationship single single right now um, but for me, like I refuse and I've told my sisters this and I told yeah, my lifelong this partner is how this, she feels. I'm not having a baby unless I'm married. That's just my opinion and how I want to live my life. I push a baby because I felt like my mother was not respected in any, in any form or fashion as mm-hmm. the, mother of, as the mother of his children. No, no. It's and just, I refuse. No. I'm not dealing with that shit. And for me, I personally feel like. Um, a man could not step to me unless he could provide me with the things I know I could bring to the table. I love that. And my husband is the hardest working person I know. And sometimes I feel bad for him because I think he overcompensates for me because he just knows there were so many struggles that he needs to love you through that he needs to love me through. And so, Mm -hmm. um, like 
Which no. makes him a keeper. Which yeah. Which is why we love him. Love yeah. you, bro. Love yeah. him. He, I mean, he's... I mean, like, he... I, I always say, like, I just can't even believe I love someone this much because he just shows me every time. Like, he just, like... He shows up. Yeah, he shows up. By the way, I just want to put a side note. Her vows were the best vows in the world. And mm-hmm. I actually told her she can, um, um, kind of, like, when I get married, um, ghostwrite mine. Or something can. Uh, because I, 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 I do vows. I, okay. I, 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 I might be single, but like, I like vows. I, I, I've been noticing, though, noti- noticing this about me. I'm just not the best with words. I I don't know how to explain when it comes to writing. I went. I, I just I, say that's not the way you express yourself. That's, I feel like I yeah. express myself in other ways, right? But, but Stephanie, when, what I will say is we all marry each other a little bit with something. Like Steph, me and Dorothy are definitely less affectionate. Mm-hmm. Than yeah. Stephanie, yeah, Stephanie is super affectionate. affectionate, and me and Dorothy more work off like affirmations. Mm-hmm. Like we need that verbal. We need to know where we stand then with, with someone from verbal. I don't care. You can just as long as they're showing, showing you affection. Yeah, we have those kind of mm-hmm. traits. Whereas as to um, me and you tend to be less blunt than Dorothy. Mm-hmm. Dorothy extremely mm-hmm. blunt. And I feel like the older you get, you're getting more blunt. I, I feel like to. she's getting worse yeah. than me sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. But Dorothy, <laughs> her whole life has been like, like that. that. Yeah. But me and you tend to not be yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so. And Sana, you are the nicest one. I feel like that now. She I is. used to think Stephanie was the it's nicest you, person. It's you. Overall, I used to say if someone doesn't like Stephanie, I literally don't understand. You don't believe that now? Oh no, no, I know, I know. If someone doesn't like you, then I do get it now. I I could see. (laughs) No, not not like you, but I could see why somebody (laughs) might have a problem with you. Yeah. Oh okay. We don't want to remind you of wedding week. But no, no, no. Like, we... I appreciate that because you used to get walked over. You used to get walked yeah, over a lot. I kind of like this a little bit about me now. And I, it might be your long-term relationship you're in, but... It, and you, I'm not going to bring up... help your confidence. And I'm not going to bring up the... <laughs> you per- be knocking people down, like, so with the words. Stupid. And I'm yeah. not going to bring this person up, but recently, Stephanie got in an argument with one of our family members, and even though we feel like sometimes Stephanie will go too hard on the person, we don't stop her because yeah. we don't want her to ever retract. Retract because we like... To what she was before. It was one we of like our male family members. And we like, we like. Yes. yes. Male family members Adopted who was sitting in the living room. Remember? Oh, and, yeah. And you let did. him have. You let him. Tried. He tried it, but okay. Yeah, but, yeah exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, he did. But the old you yeah, would have allowed, allowed that, that behavior. You now, no. And I do feel like, and I don't know what happened because I used to be a firecracker. Like when it came to like when I felt like somebody was attacking me, but now I really am the nicest one. I literally, no, yeah, is no I doubt. will like not. I can't. I can't do confrontation. I just my soul can't take You're it. Just over it's it. so draining. It's, to mm-hmm. me. It is exhausting. It is. It's drain. You know, here we I go. just don't. Fuck since we're with still, people. yeah. Since you never, I just don't day, fuck with people. You don't people. give them the space. But like, since we're in Spring Valley, I can share this story because we're still at this part of the timeline. Um, when I got kicked out of La Presa. Mm-hmm. Um, you were suspended. Suspended. You weren't kicked out. Yeah, we I was suspended, but then they were telling mom that they might not ask me to I come know, back the but next we, we year. Never knew. But we never knew. Yeah, yeah, that's true. When I got suspended, it was like the last day of school anyway, so they weren't sure if they were going to ask me to come back the next year. <laughs> but this was a life lesson for me. And like I said, these I are do the want life to point lessons. out that you were bad as shit, though. I was bad as shit. That's what I'm saying. I yeah, mellowed out. I'm like have. literally mm-hmm. the nicest yeah. person. Yeah. And. You know, of course, angry kid. Our dad was. Our Sometimes mom, I think Sonic cares too much now. Abuse. Now I care too much. But at the time, I gave no fucks. 
No, at all. And our dad instilled that into me. He, like, literally made me like that. Like, one time somebody pushed Dorothy down the hill, and I went outside and was like, what's up? And even my though, dad even, made me like that. Even though she never needed to do that for I me. never needed to do that for Dorothy. I, I just always, always defended like, myself. She did, she did. But anyway, so... You still do that for me. Yeah, but I feel like is, you guys do that. I do, yes, because... It's Stephanie. I'm still going to see you as the person we have to defend. I don't yeah. know why. Even though you don't need any help. You don't need you any don't. help. But anyway, since we're still in Spring Valley, I just want to bring this up really quick because our mom did instill this in me. This girl was talking about my hair or something. Mm-hmm. I think I was... And at the time... Remember, you know I'm a birth mom to not do no hair. Or at cook. All. Lord, help her. Or uh, cook. I feel like or, we all have those traits that she does not have. Yeah, like I don't know what happened, yeah. but we picked it up. Yeah. Um... So, anyways, she did not do no hair. And this is before I had learned how to do hair. And this is before. And for some reason, our neighbor at the time couldn't do my hair. So, I don't remember. But I went to school with some jacked up hair. Like a little jawstring ponytail on or something. And um, they were the girl was teasing me. She wasn't physically touching me or anything like just that. Just you. teasing me in mm. some way. And I just stole off on her. And I remember mom wasn't even mad about the fight. She was more mad that she was like, how dare you let somebody take you out of your, like, element? Mm-hmm. You gonna let her, mm-hmm. you gonna let a bitch move you like that? Mm-hmm. You know, where you can't make your own decisions for yeah. yourself? Yeah. Like, she used to be, she would find a way to flip it on you. Yeah. Like, I like that, I, know. I did like that. Now, that's, now that's thinking, some good parenting. Because I remember, yeah. now as an adult, yeah. I take that into, and I didn't take it as a younger adult, yeah. but when I got older, I was like, Right. Whenever someone would talk about me and like I don't pop back or remember when I got into that little thing where that girl like kind of took something from me and I didn't people didn't like I didn't react how I normally yeah. react. It was because I'm like, I'm not gonna let a bitch move me. Yeah. You know, like move yeah, yeah. my spirit, yeah. shift my you know, like I'm not gonna let nobody do that to me. Period. Yeah. It's just not gonna happen. I'm not giving you that, that power. Now if yeah. you put your hands on that's me, different. that's different. Yeah. But I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna give someone the saddest faction of thinking they've shifted or altered my spirit yeah just that's with a lot of words. power that's a lot of, power, a lot of power to power. give someone it is and our birth mom made that very clear to me that that power should never be given freely and that's why like me and my sisters if i can say we're all like this like we never read it like even when we know someone's probably subliminally talking about us on social media you have to say our names we do we not do care not give- Pressed. You have to say our name. And sometimes I truly try. I try too. I try to. I really try to care. There was this meme the other day I posted, and it said something like, "I know you're not talking about me." Yeah, you know I don't that. give a fuck. Yeah. Not both posted that. Yeah. You know I don't care. Yeah, you know I don't care because I feel like, especially in today's generation, with social media, they like to post the subliminals, and it's just like you a grown ass woman. Grown ass nigga, what a man, yeah, whatever, whatever you are, the yeah. men, these men today are, they ain't the same. Interesting. And if you, I saw this meme on social media too, and it said, if you know me and you have my number and you have a problem with me, then you need to call me. Basically, and if you don't have my number, then you shouldn't have a problem with me. me. That says a lot about where we That's stand. True. You don't even know me enough to, to have, have a problem, problem with, with me. me. That's true. And so, if your friends or your family is on social media subbing you or or putting business out on social media. I think that's disgusting in today's time. And all I the business like on social media. That's why we have that conversation later, which will be in our later podcast. Uh-huh. But that's why I feel like we're so comfortable with like our next chapter in life because it's like I don't want that energy around me or us. Mm-hmm. It's like 
yo, like, I wasn't even worried about you, but yet you're worrying about, like, what I'm doing over here. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. I don't got time. Exactly. But why? Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's one thing, like, me and my sisters, we'll get on the phone and we'll talk about, because everyone has drama. No yeah. one's period. above like, it. Period. Nobody's above it. Especially in family. Right. They have drama. And we'll get on the phone and we'll laugh about it. We'll be like, why the fuck she didn't call me? Nah. She went on Facebook and did all of that? I'm like, girl, cooking. I don't even know. I was at work all day. Press, 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 Never press, seen press. it. And if I did see it, I knew she wasn't talking about, oh, she was talking about she me. She didn't say, at Dorothy. She well, she legit didn't call me, you know? And, like, even, it's funny, our adopted mother, she feels so hard. She does. It's the cancer in her. It's, she's the cancer. And she will, and she, and we are always preaching to her, and I think because we learned it from my parents. Because mm-hmm. they were, you know, they were musicians. They, they. I'm sure that's the most critical. You probably yeah. get critical. Like, judge. They like, feel um, it the uh, deepest. Uh, yeah. And we're like, yeah. and we're like, you really care because someone said that about you? And it's because she loves so hard, hard and she cares so much. And that's one thing I do love that our parents gave us. Like, we don't care. I will say that our adopted mom loves with, you know, with abandon. Like, she just. Mm-hmm. And she she can't. She we preach this to her. We try to teach this to her, but it's hard for her because she's a cancer and she's one of those people that feel deeply about everything, about everything, and even things that shouldn't even matter. Matter, but I know. <laughs> and we be like, what? Like you're mad about what? <laughs> you remember the last situation you called me out? Yeah, yes, Vegas. yes. <laughs> I was like, she told me. Oh my god! Um, but she was like. But why? I'd be like, <laughs> girl, you fucking tripping. You better know what? And, you know, even my husband's like that, though. Mm. Like, he's so nonchalant, but then, like, he'll care. He'll be like, oh, this person, um, this person did something that you were doing. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I don't care what the, I don't He'd want. He'd be hurt for you. He gets so hurt for me. And he'd be like, you really don't care? And I'm like, no. Nah. I feel like even though we're all like that, I care a little bit sometimes. Oh, no, Stephanie. Stephanie does. And I've gotten better. Um, but I think, like, me being with my my, my lifelong, you know, boo thing or whatever, he's more like you guys mm-hmm. with that. So I feel like that's kind of why it's rubbing off on me. And then I have y'all on top of it. Stephanie. Well, Dorothy, Stephanie, let's put it like this. Stephanie does care sometimes. Yes. Dorothy cares not at all. Not even. Not yeah, at all. which is, I'm not, not saying it's a inch. good thing. Which one around, she did see, do some self-searching and she said that she doesn't yeah. need to care sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because somebody, no fucks to somebody give. could call me and be yeah. like, oh, I had a baby and you see my baby in four months. And I'm like, oh, well. Oh, well. It's not my child. Me, I care. That, that's not, it's yeah. not okay. I care on I'm specific learning that. incidents and people do sometimes, sometimes very, only certain people, but certain people, certain times can play guilt factor with me. They can't. So, Sana drives me. I, I can feel it. I've gotten to it with Sana a few times, and she'd be like, "This person that lost their car, in their house, all in one fell swoop." You're like, "Okay, but what did they do?" I'm like, "But what? No one just loses anything. So what like, happened? what happened?" Stephanie likes the who, what, when, where, why, and I'm like, "Girl, we got a lot on our own plate, so you just need to move <laughs> on from that shit." Like. Stephanie may help you, but she needs to make sure that you are not at fault in at any part. Like if I know you had a reason to why you lost your house and your car, then I'm not helping. Cassandra will give you her whole keys to her. That's she's like our dad. Our grandma says a joke. If, if, you, if your father was on the deed to our house, he would have given that away too, because he would give everything away. He'll give everything, and I got that from him. I'm like that. I'm very, very giving, <laughs> and I didn't just get that from my 
dad. I got that from my adopted mom too. Yeah, yeah. I my it's a double mom, struggle. Yeah. It's the reason. She, <laughs> it's probably the reason she took us in because she gave up her early twenties, right? Which we are forever grateful mm-hmm. for. But that's a whole nother. Story. That's a whole nother story. Can't wait till we get to that part of the story because mm-hmm. it, it's kind of funny. Too. Yeah, it's funny. Um, but she, I get that from him and our adopted mom. I will, I will go broke. I will. And I used to, uh, my adopted mom's sister would used to tell me, you love that hobo love. Yeah. <laughs> Did she say that she to me? always say that. She used to always say that to me because I will go broke. I will. And, and you know what? I guess my theory in my head is I get my blessings from God, not people. So I always know it'll come back around to me. Which right. it usually does. But yeah. as an like adult, we, I feel like it does. Like everything we've been through, we've been truly blessed. blessed. Right. Yeah. Like, and then, like, for Sana, for our auntie to tell Sana, she likes that hobo love. I remember when me and my husband, we were 19 years old, and I had the car. It was my car. And I, I feel bad about this now, and this is where I need to start caring. I would let him walk <laughs> home at 1 a.m. after work because this is my car. This ain't your car. It's like you didn't buy. You didn't buy. Like asshole. You didn't buy this car. <laughs> Until I would see him coming in, sweating from walking, and I would be like, so I would like, we moved to an apartment down the street from your job, so you can have better walking access. And he was like, are you crazy? Like, you're going to let me walk home? And I still can't believe he married yeah, he's me. He's still married me. Yeah, I don't know. But then, like, now I just, like, there's certain times when I look back on those moments and I'm like, I was really fucked up. Like, I will share all my fucked up moments so no one repeats them because yeah. that was not okay. Yeah, we're going to be very raw and honest, even if it sounds bad on here. But, yeah, we, you know, it's like that. <laughs> That's fucked up. It was so fucked up. And I feel so bad. And, and like, I'm the complete opposite. I would have gave him my car and I probably would have been walking. It and one been my car. Yeah. 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 And one time yeah. he was like, can I just use your car? And I'm like, you don't have a license. You're not on my car insurance. No. No. Call your mom. And I'm like, and we were like for real living together and dating each other. Like paying bills together. Yeah. Well, you, because I hope, I hope I prayed for you around that time. Yeah, because I see my mom get walked so over, over so bad. I couldn't separate. I couldn't separate it, and so now I'm no. I'm changed. She's healed. I'm She's healed and very married. I'm not doing that, but you know, I just <laughs> I can't believe that I ever it's did. Funny because me and Sana have this side note where we'll be like, "She's." A- yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like, she was just... telling, and Dorothy would be like, You feel me? And I'm like, No. no. That was bad. That was fucked up. She's, she's <laughs> grown a lot. Me and Sana have definitely said, we Yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not like that. Like, my husband is the total opposite of me. Oh, he's a sweetheart. He's so nice. He's, I call him weird because he gets up, he runs every morning, he prays. And no lie, one of our cousins. Because <laughs> he prays. He prays <laughs> like he does things that I, I wouldn't do. So one, one of our cousins, <laughs> one of our cousins uh, from our doctor side of our family who passed away a few years ago. We love him. He's a part of our soul. Pieces of our soul. Um, he yeah. used to call me and be like, yo, my nigga, why is Terrell still with Dorothy? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. He loves her. Yeah, yes. He's like, I, I w- and I'd just be so mean sometimes and we went to couples therapy and stuff and <laughs> Thank so, God. wait and, you know you said that uh while we were here in cincinnati with uh jb that y'all went to couples therapy and he was like already already 
I did see his face. And I was like, that's why they're successfully married. Because like, they got a lot of yeah. marital counseling. Like, oh, okay. So Dorothy could deal with her demons. Yeah, because he would be like, I love you. Like, you cannot do that to me. And I'd be like, that is fucked up. Why didn't you tell me? He's like, everyone told you that you were being fucked up. And you just still did what you wanted yeah, to do. I would say... Dorothy's a bitch. a bitch. I, I, and I, and you know what? I still am a bitch, but it's not as it's not, bad. No, it's, no, not it's really bad. not. Dorothy has really Mature. worked on her deal. Like yeah. you really had to take me there. there. But I am the type of person where I question who you are first and then love you later. Like I don't love oh, people. Especially first. when it comes to your loved ones, like your yeah, sisters, like or I don't real. like my mom and Sana. Not so much Stephanie either. No, Stephanie's they will love better. people immediately first. and Terrell. Yeah, my husband, and we'll work the rest of this shit out later. Yeah. But Dorothy's not like that. And Stephanie she, questions people. Stephanie questions yeah, people. Ste- Dorothy, like, I can't love she'll you. love you later. Like, she, I will even... <laughs> yeah, like, it, it took me 10 years to consider my sister's friends, like, a sister right. to so, me. Yeah, yeah. Because I need to make sure, like, they're right. right. Like, they shit is right. Like, I always consider myself the little big protector sister. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they're, like, I will fight for them. I'll do 25 to life. For them, so I just want to make sure that people are who they say they are, and sometimes that has not worked out for us. No, no it's not. It's not. It's no, not. we've lost a lot of good people that we thought were good. Fallen soldiers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'd be like, I told you that bitch was shady. Yeah, <laughs> like I've had to say they're like, and it's Damn. crazy because our doctor mom is like me with the trust thing, but she be t- she be calling people. But all moms do. My all moms do. They can sense it. Yeah. Because mom be like, I told you that bitch was shady. That she wasn't your friend. She wasn't your friend. Yeah. yeah. She loves saying yeah. that. She yeah. does. She does. She does. She does. And I had a really great friend who I thought was my friend, 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 friend. And my mom called it out a long time ago. She did. But one thing about me is even when when I begun when I begin to love someone, because I don't want to rework that dreadful process of trying to love someone, I will hold on to that toxic friendship mm-hmm. for a long time yeah. and try to work it out because it took me forever to love you. Now I gotta no, cut you stop. off. Yeah. Like yeah. no. Yeah. You know, and that's why right now I can honestly say for the first time in my life, like my friends who are in my life currently are lifers. Yeah, mm, they are lifers. I would yeah. agree. How about for you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I just transition stuff because a lot of my friends are having kids, and mm-hmm. like, maybe like except for one, and maybe my most recent friend, mm-hmm. who's like the most recent one, and you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. She's the most recent friend I have. She doesn't have kids, but she's younger than me. Mm-hmm. And um, the rest of my friends are like having kids, getting married. So like, we're at an awkward, yeah, it, impasse. Like, Stephanie did tell me that. I too. still I feel do like feel like the rest of them, them are lifers. I still feel like they're lifers. No, yeah, it's but just it we're does in a transition. We're in an ebb and flow. I actually life. have three good friends who have kids, and I hate to admit it, but it does feel different. And it Stephanie, feels different. and Stephanie actually told me that it would be. Yeah, because I honestly what out of my four best friends you guys know who they all are Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um two of them have kids yeah and it's yeah it's the same you know the love is the same same. i know if i need them i can depend on them Mm -hmm. but like just little things like the way y'all connect is not it's it's different it's different and that that it doesn't mean that your friendship's different it just means that you're gonna transition like i was saying um one of your friends who got recently engaged you guys Mm -hmm. are gonna be very close right now. now yeah because you went through that, and she's gonna need you to mm-hmm. yeah. go through that process yeah. with her, and that's gonna bring you guys like even closer, even closer. Because I mean, we're your sisters, and you know we're a package deal, but we're not married. So there's some things that you're gonna need yeah. to go through with married. No, but even like I wanted to call my friend and release 
a situation on um, a situation I was having a problem. She has a child, and I felt like I'm not gonna call her. She got bigger shit to deal with. Right. Like, you know, so that was the first time where I felt like it was different. It It was different. Yeah. Or, like, if we hung out, like, would I be bored? Because, like, you know, like, I I don't know. Honestly, I thought that, but it's really not like that. I don't be bored. Like, I'd be interested in what... No, I do, too, but don't... But at the same time, when in the past, when I needed to hang out and talk and heal... We was taking shots and like talking. Right. She can't afford to do that no more. Yeah, like not you, all the time. time. Yeah. Or don't you feel like too with your friends who are in the mommy mode? It's like you want to. How am I saying this? Because I kind of lost train of thought. You want to like do certain things, like you said, take shots or mm-hmm. or maybe. Okay, let me say it like this. Or don't you feel like with your mommy friends and you feel like your problems are so little? <laughs> yeah. So like no yeah. for real like i was yeah. so mad that i was getting ready to go somewhere and my clothes weren't delivered that's what i'm saying but there was a lot of other shit i was mad about but that, that shit, shit just talked it, it off and i'm crying like a motherfucker and i'm like i cannot call this girl i'm worried about childcare. Like, right my baby is hungry right yeah. Yeah. like and like, so that the was the day when i was like i know what stephanie means like I- it girl things change and it makes me kind of sad yeah Yeah. because it's kind of like almost like you feel like you're growing apart and it's like even if i had a kid next year or the year after like our kids wouldn't be in the same age group no you know so you know especially for my friends i have three friends who made it very clear they're not having any more children Mm -hmm. so um you know what i mean so then they'll be on to probably back to the life that i'm living now like back barely starting right like back partying back doing their thing you know what i mean so It does. I I am getting to the age. I just turned 27 where um, I am the only one married out of all my friends. Which is, I think, different too, though. Because very different. To have friends who have babies. You're on the opposite scale of us, too. Are. Yeah. You no, know? yeah. That is, I, I mean. I have a married friend. But we already don't really see each other like that anyway. I have married friends. But I also have friends who, let's just be honest. It's 2020 and nothing is fucking traditional. Anymore. No, no, not. there's not. As much as people may want it to be, it doesn't always it's work like not that. Not like mm-hmm. that. So I have married friends that don't have kids, and then I have people who have kids who are in committed relationships but are not married. What's actually traditional is people having kids before being married. That's nobody very- is actually getting married anymore. They said that the marriage population for the tradition has changed. Is what you're saying, right? Like, everybody, like, Terrell proposed to me when we were, we got married at 24. Yeah. He proposed to me at 23. And so, what 23-year-old is doing that? But because he was especially married. Especially now. Yeah. I don't, I don't, how many 23-year-olds you know that got married? Hmm. Baby Jesus. And, 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 that's and, a, and not because they needed to. I'm talking about legit wanting to, to be married. married. And I think a factor of that. I think I know one and we're not even really close friends like that but i know one i can't and i think a reason was because he came from a two-parent home but also because he knew how broken my home was and he knew that if i felt like he felt like create that environment yeah and he was like i gotta lock it down now while she says yes and he was like i want you to plan the marriage wedding 
right immediately after. Like, I got engaged. I started. Yeah, the bitch got married in what? 11 months. 11 11 months. months. Which was, that's a whole nother story, man. That shit was funny. Yeah. Yeah. 11 months. Okay, let's stick back to the timeline. We're going to always jump around. We might not finish our actual life life story story. right now because we have. probably, we'll have to just break it up. Yeah, exactly. But. Because we're talking about Spring Valley Days right now. Yeah. And that's a long chapter. we kind of want to leave it right there as far as him starting to take music seriously and then well just- i just want to touch that that they started to take it seriously the band broke up and then um everything kind of went downhill the abuse and all that drinking happen, drinking drugs drugs we believe i'm pretty sure i'm like 90 percent sure there was drugs involved drugs and then came and i just I- never seen it that's why i can't tell yeah like, yeah know, like i, I, I never seen it i never bro- seen them take our drugs brother up. asked too like what was he you know our well i doing? only said that drug of choice because grandpa told me that that is what he had done years ago so i'm pretty i was just like assuming that the, that he continued that drug maybe yeah. we know now that a lot of our mom's strange behavior were mental issues yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah and then um people will always swear put down they believe our mom is on drugs we do not believe that we do not at all it was all mental issues yeah um, I want to pause our life story that which we'll pick up in Charm Part Two, mm-hmm. but I want to pause our life story at the part where um, after all of this, this is where we got our first introduction into Southeast. Mm-hmm. I want to say because we either got evicted from Spring Valley, we did. It was on Mom's uh, background it report. We got evicted. That Dad was yeah. looking at. We never knew we got evicted, but we got evicted. We found out um as adults when our father passed away recently yeah that we did get evicted from that place and our dad um moved us and the church our mom was playing at on sundays because remember you told you our mom was a hustler and she would play at church on sundays they owned bay vista yeah which is a apartment building in southeast for low income section section eight they owned bay vista and the owner was really close with our mom and Mr. Hughes was his Mr. name. Mr. Hughes. Oh, we're not supposed to be saying. Oh, oh well, well, I don't even know if he's living. He was like 68. But they were really close. And while our mom was trying to figure out if she was going to leave our dad. Where, he, okay, where the hell was he, though? Our dad? Yeah. I think he was in jail. He I had think to he be was. in jail. Yeah, because he was Because gone. he was hustling at the time. Yeah. You know what? He was in jail because I remember when we did a visitation in that little halfway house that they'd send jail and he made shepherd's he, pie. He was in jail. Remember he had. He was in jail. And he got out. And you're going to see that this man was in and out, out of and jail. jail. And I just can't keep up. But one of the stories I want to tell before we get out of the Spring Valley days, because we've already told it to our family, so I'm comfortable telling it. But, um,. Our dad just protected us in like a very, he would go to jail, hell, die behind us. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not going to get into the backstory, but a guy ran up in our house mm-hmm. and we were home and our dad and him scuffled or whatever. Our dad ends up stabbing him and he lost an eye. He lost an eye. And the guy, our dad picks us up, stashes us at a neighbor's house in mm-hmm. a closet. And he says, you do not move until your mom comes and gets you. He goes on the run from the police, like helicopters, everything, police looking for him, everything, mm-hmm. everything, everything, everything. And Stephanie, remind me if I'm wrong, but 
the police find us in the neighbor's house somehow. And they yes. take us to They take police us to the police station and they're police like station. 10 seconds Shut away. Shut the front door. We didn't even tell her when we were talking to grandparents about this. We forgot yeah, we that forgot part. that part. Unless you purposely didn't I purposely tell didn't tell them that part. Damn, and I doubt they'll I listen. remember that And now. I doubt they'll, they'll listen to the podcast, so I'm not worried. But yeah. yeah. 10 <laughs> seconds before the police try to take Our us. Our mother comes Takes us, us to Polinsky. Our that. mother runs in there. And the door. So later on in the podcast, throughout our family history, when you hear us talk about how when our mom abandoned us before we got adopted, we thought she was coming back. This was one of those situations that made us believe she was coming back. She She would always show up. Uh, Yeah. She, I don't even, she must have been burning rubber because she didn't even have a car. No. No. So So I don't even know how she. One of the women took her. One of the women in her little circle, we said help her, took her. her. But she showed up 10 seconds before they were going to take, put us in the system. It was quick. It was quick. And she got us. And that was, she made, at that point, I think that was a point she decided she was going to leave him. Yeah. I think so she too. Couldn't and do then it anymore. She, yeah. she reached out to Mr. Hughes, even though I will say, and I will go on record saying this, that in that situation, her dad wasn't fundamentally wrong. He's no, protecting us. he was. No, he was. He was. But at that point, she our mom just had had enough. Like she had enough. Like it was just. Bad. And the fact that they were trying to take her kids from her side. Yeah. Like, she's much. like, nigga, you did too the much, much, the most. And, and 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 one thing, no offense to white people, we love white people, we have friends, but like mom, allies, does, allies. Mom didn't want us to ever be involved with that. No. no. Because how does that look? Look, yeah. She was all about perception. She, she was. was. And so then, um, what I remember clearly is she got help from Mr. Hughes. And while you think she, that, but that wasn't the first person. It was another church family with the big old lady. No, I remember. We went from a bunch of little yeah, churches. Okay, I remember. Yeah. I'm just going to skip that part. I'm just going to skip that. There was a bunch of churches oh that she was working for that kind of helped, helped us. us. Yeah. Because remember, we lived in the coast, and that's where your shoe she, story came yeah. from. Mm-hmm. There was a bunch of different things we went but through. But I see what you're saying. The she United was, but the main one was, was United, United Methodist, Methodist Church. Yeah. They came through for us. Yeah. yeah. Like, they helped us. We lived in Lemon Grove in one of the church ladies' yeah. houses. Yeah. Then Mr. Hughes would pick us up and take us to spend days in Bay Vista. Because it was like during the summertime and our mom still had to work, you know. So he would keep us in the summer activities in the Bay Vista. And to make no like Wild River or Raging Waters. Mind you, like the church. tried to make it as normal as possible. The church community was not kind to our mom sometimes. No. She would play for money on the weekends. Yeah. And she would sing in nightclubs during the week. And they were not friendly to her. Yo, about it that. was like really like that movie. What Fighting Temptations. I always watch that movie and be like, that was our mama. She was very judged. A single mother. She very was always judged. judged. That's why we rotated churches so often. Often. But um, I think that's one of the reasons why we're more spiritual. Sure. Too. Spiritual too. She yeah, would light candles, do incense. She yeah. would get on her knees and pray and act at, at the house. Like, at the house. She did not believe you needed to be in a church, church. to her know church, the Lord. Church was Lord. work for her. Yeah. But she made sure we knew the Lord. Lord. Yeah. 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 She made sure we knew the Lord. Oh, because she believed in it. She believed oh, yeah. in it. She, in the she just didn't believe in the institution of the church. Yeah. So, Which um, I'm still with to this day. Yeah, because yeah. after I seen the way she was treated, I wouldn't want to be involved. I think that three months a year span where she was rotating churches and they were helping us in different ways. Because remember also, Stephanie, this is around the time where we lived in the coast, not with the bigger lady down in the there coast. There's another house. There's another coast. house we lived in in the yeah, coast. Yeah. It was heavily in the coast. Yeah. Remember the bus stop story? Yeah. That was also connected to a church. Yeah. That was also connected to yeah. a church. That was mm-hmm. also connected to a church. 
There were some um, good churches and there were some bad churches. So <laughs> let's just say that. that. Yeah. Let, let God. Let yeah. God knows. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So that was also a little background on that. But um, I'm just trying to wrap this up in a neat bow. I'm trying to think, is there any other pivotal stories? Because I want to end the Spring Valley chapter because we have so much other to do to, in part two of Charm Part 3. Well, all I can say is before we even got to, um, like, my mom like literally whisked us away in the middle of the night that's true she snuck us out the house while he was sleeping i want to say because i think dad um grandpa said he flew here to get dad out on bell that was time that, was that that situation i don't know well, I see, it's all really murky, murky yes. our dad to hear our grandparents mention a lot and what they're telling us because of course they've been through the thick and you know well he bailed him out twice Mm-hmm. And the murder, murder was the one that Grandpa bailed him out on yeah. for bail. Yeah, and that is the one where he was sleeping in the middle of the night, and Mom whisked us away quietly. We couldn't pack anything. Remember, we just left while he was asleep. I don't think that was the one in Spring Valley. Though. I think that happened twice. Because I remember, no, I, I this is the one lie. thing I remember. Mister Hughes was at the end of Spring Valley where our apartments were in that little expedition car, and it was the middle of the night. And I don't ever remember going back to that place. Really. Yeah, I want to say we got swept away twice because what you're thinking about is Balboa. Balboa. We lived in Balboa. Yeah. And our dad got his shit together again and got an apartment. Yeah. yeah that's a depth. That's later on in the downtown story. But um, basically, that is the gist of this chapter. That's the gist of this chapter. That's the gist of how our parents started and how we got to California. How we got to California. Because a lot of people here has mentioned how we're not from California. California. We're honestly you just can tell like just our story with our adopted mother. They people just know there's like missing people. I know my homegirl hit me up and she was like, What do you mean your husband's in your childhood room in Ohio? So what I mean And I'm like, oh my dad was raised here since he was in middle school. Mm-hmm. This is his home of fifty five yeah. years mm-hmm. and my sisters and we all took our first steps in this house. So I was like, it's I guess it's, it's a winding road. It's like they're like how what? It's and I, what I mean and then Saying that though, it's murky for people. Do you feel? I mean, because literally, my sisters one day. Let me tell you how this even started. This podcast, real quick. They text me or like, we're gonna have a podcast, and I'm like, okay, I, okay. Jay? And I think I called you guys. I'm like, are you calling this to me? Explain because you have it. to understand, we all, we all have individual businesses. Yeah, yeah. So Stephanie's like, because we have all decided that nine to five just ain't fun. Yeah, nah. we're gonna be successful in what we really truly truly are passionate about, and we're taking leaps of faith with each other and by ourselves to do that. And to make it we want to tie our real stories into our businesses because that's because who you are. And because we want other girls who come from means like us to know that it's possible. Yeah. You can take chances mm. on yourself and it can work out. Yeah. No matter your circumstances. And right. We want our story told by us so that's never told by anyone else. Right. Because I hate clear. that shit. Yeah, because how many people have freaking people upset that they feel like they like they speak for us? And the like shit be wrong. It'd be so the wrong. The shit be so That's wrong. That's why I was going back to uh, Escondido, bitch. That wasn't a fucking shelter. Okay. <laughs> and, and I know who said it, but it's fine. I know she. I know who I said know it. No, because it's not okay, it's though. It's not okay. It's not. Like, because I, one thing I hate about that was happening to our real mom is her character was assassinated yeah. unfairly yeah. so many so times. Bad. And our dad, too. And our okay. father too, yeah. and we've learned that. And especially. at times, our adopted mother. No, 
All three parents. All three parents. No, all yes. three parents. And I'm sorry, fuck you, whoever has done that, because that's fucked up. Right. Because uh, because every p- parent struggles. Yeah. And it may not be our that, struggle. And forgive people who think that parenting is perfect. It's not. Yeah, I know. You tell me what parent you know that hasn't made a mistake. Period. Thank you. Right, right. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, so I mean, no. I feel like... um. As far as Sana said, like telling our story, people have done that to us our whole life. Our whole life. And I don't think that it's been that we were uncomfortable. It just was at a place where it was no one's business. And we were healing. And we were healing. I yeah. feel like I still, I we went to therapy. Self, I went to therapy. I did a lot of I therapy. Probably, I feel like we still should even try to go. I, should, I do want to go back. Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. And so I think we're in a position right now in our life where... Um, we it's our story is a testimony of who we are and we've had so much success in our life individually and collectively and we're still working towards and we're still working towards success and so um with every success story there is some bullshit some bullshit success and bullshit is what it should be called literally actually our brother has a mixtape coming out or it's i think it's gonna be an album i'm not really sure Mm -hmm. but he's calling it blessings and bullshit Mm -hmm. and literally that is our life that's true that's True. Yeah, that, like that. Yeah, like blessings, blessings and bullshit. And blessings and bullshit. Yeah. yeah, like because it, it is what it is. It is what it like is. This, this year has been great for us yeah. in some ways. Yeah, but then very miserable. We lost an aunt on our adopted side. We lost our Who father. Was everything to us. Yeah. And our aunt, and you'll it's see crazy because we feel like we've lost two fathers. Honestly, yeah, because our aunt helped raise us with our adopted mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. And I can't then, uh, even describe to you the impact or influence yeah. she had on our life. And we didn't feel like we mourned her properly, but that's a different story. But That we'll talk about later. But we loved her so deeply. It's just, it was the, it's in some ways more traumatic than losing our dad. Because for our dad, we healed. We healed. We, from we that lost him a long, a long, long time, time ago. ago. Yeah. And we healed from that in a different way. So imagine. Very slowly through therapy. Imagine and, like, losing growth. your aunt in July and then losing your dad in August. Blessings and bullshit. It's, it sucked. It's we were, sucked. We were Rocks. planning one funeral in San Diego and then hopped on a plane to um ohio which is where we're now and when we continue our life story on charmed part two you'll start to hear um Charmed part two and three you'll start to hear that story on how we had to chase down our dad in la <laughs> and he wasn't even he was taking us through shit and he wasn't even alive no more i'm trying to tell you so um blessings and bullshit blessings and bullshit, bullshit. and so um, i think we'll end every podcast saying that yeah so uh thank you guys for <laughs> Tuning in. I hope you guys stayed. If you stayed all the way to the end, we love you. Yeah, love you guys you. are loyal as hell because yeah. guess what? This is just the, the beginning. beginning. So, um, thank three. you. Charmed. We will see you guys in California. Thanks for sticking through all the blessings and be three. Be three. Bullshit.